Reset the podcast is brought to you in association with Liars, the non-alcoholic spirits brand. Whether it's low alcohol or no alcohol, Liars helps you enjoy your classic favourite cocktails. Hello everyone, my name is Suki Thompson. Welcome to Reset, the podcast a place for you to get some inspiration and advice to help you live a more fulfilling work life. I do hope that your journey to feel more connected, more inspired, just a bit more energised starts here. Take a moment now with me to reset. you are in for a real treat this week. Davina McCall is one of the most recognisable faces on British television and has become a household name for millions. But behind that famous face is something we don't often get to hear about. Davina the person. Challenges she has faced, the drive to succeed as an entrepreneur and what it's really like to be a working mum and a famous one at that. Helen Gorman's a working mum too, but she's also a fantastic marketeer and my business partner at Let's Reset. Brave, brilliant and inspirational are three words that I would describe these two extraordinary women. The other is over 50. In this week's Reset the Podcast, I share a discussion I had with Davina and Helen earlier on in the year for our Power Up Festival and Advertising Week Europe. We talk about what makes us all feel passionate at 50 to grow businesses we love, explore what well-being means to us, and why being open to new adventures is the thing that really keeps us young. Oh, and we also talk about cancer and menopause. It's a session really not to be missed. And I really hope, like me, you love it. Welcome to the Power Up part of the Advertising Week Europe Festival. Lovely to see you here today. My name's Suki Thompson. I'm the founder and chief exec of Let's Reset. And I have two fabulous women that I'm going to talk to today. I guess Davina McCall doesn't really need any introduction. She's a TV presenter, an entrepreneur, a fitness guru. And if I'm perfectly honest, I've got a bit of a girl crush on Davina. Thanks, Suki. I feel not worthy. That's like, wow, God. Thank you very much. It's a real pleasure to be here. Great. It's lovely to see you. And you might not know Helen Gorman quite so well. Helen has been a marketeer for the last 30 years and a transformational business leader. But she's also uh, my business partner at Let's Reset. But more than that, she is one of the smartest, the bravest and most inspiring women that I know. Oh, hi, Suki. Thanks for that intro. Hi, Davina. Great to be here. Hi, Helen. So we're going to talk about three things today. The first, I wanted just to touch on the whole idea of having ambition over 50. Uh, we're all 50 and uh, we're all running businesses. So I just want to talk about that. 
I then want to talk about um, personal challenge. We've all had quite tough challenges, but but you two in particular, so I want to talk and discuss that. And then a little bit about well-being and performance, because that's at the core of both of our businesses. So, Davina, I just wanted to start with you. Um, I love your platform, Davina, Own Your Goals. Um, I use it pretty much every day at the moment. I have actually, also, I love Daniel, but I love so many of it. What made you what made you go into becoming an entrepreneur as well as a TV presenter and everything else that you do? Um, what's been interesting is that I've only really felt like I wanted to um, be more entrepreneurial since my kids have got older. And I think that's the whole uh, new wave of women, sort of post 50, we all having babies a bit later, maybe late 20s, early 30s. Um, and now our kids are all a little bit older and suddenly we're like, okay, uh, you know, I worked all through my children's um, lives, but I did try and work maybe three days a week, four days a week as they were really little. But now I'm like, okay, now I can work uh, full time. What what do I want to do? What Where do I want to go? What matters to me? Um, and, and what do I think? women because I am quite women focused what do I think women want and in particularly in recent months maybe the last year or so how can I at the same time help uh, and and not for monetization um, purposes in any way really but how can I help menopausal women navigate um, menopause in the workplace menopause in relationships menopause so uh, any way that I can help women with that that's kind of more of a charity side I'm trying to find ways to educate and help women and support women through that and then work-wise keeping people fit which is a huge passion of mine and it's not just women but it just so happens that most of the people on my platform are women the other thing I quickly wanted to say to you Suki because you used the word ambition and it's so interesting because when I was a young girl I remember I went to work at MTV and somebody at MTV used the word ambitious with me. They said, oh, Davina, she's so ambitious. It was a guy. He was also a presenter. And he he really didn't like the fact that I love my job. I wanted to do really well. I, I am quite a teacher's pet. So I was like, you know, always on time, always learnt my words, always like, can I help? What can I do? Because I wanted to succeed. And my dad had taught me. You know, if you want to succeed in something, be really nice to work with as well. You know, don't just be good at your job, but be the person. They, because hundreds of people can do what I do. I just have to be more fun or nicer than anybody else. And they'll ask me back. That's always been my kind of mission in life. But it, it was interesting because I thought, ah, oh, it's interesting that he's using the word ambition as an insult. Because yes, I, even then, like even, even at 25, I was like, yeah, I'm ambitious. Is that? Is that bad? Like, why Why would that be a bad thing? Because, you know, ambitious doesn't mean standing on someone else's head to get to the top. It just means no, you no. want to do well and you want to succeed and you're prepared to put the graph in, graft in to get there. And that is something I'm really proud of. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? That word ambition, for somehow for men, it doesn't feel like a bad thing, but for women, it's so often seen as a bad thing. And I think, you know, your point about as your children grow up, you have more time and more dedication. I find so often that the men that are a similar ages have worked 
absolutely the whole way through. They've not had a break for children. They've not worked part time. And then they get to now and they're desperate to retire. Yeah. So I'm going back to the, the ambition word. I was really inspired, I think, sort of 45 years ago by my mum who worked when I was little. And that was quite unusual back then. Um, and she worked in a bank um, where she'd met my dad. And she had this great career um, that she absolutely loved. Um, and I was really inspired by that because you know, I went to see many of my friends and um, you know, their moms didn't work. So she really bucked a trend back then. And as you know, Suki, I spent the first sort of 20 odd years of my career in very big corporates. Um, really high performance culture, um, which I love, really raised my game, raised my standard, and I learned a lot. And as I went through not just my career, but my life, so as things happened to me, um, as I had children, um, I decided I didn't want to stay in corporate life forever. And I think as you get a bit older and get a bit more, you hone your skills a bit in your career, you become a bit braver. Um, and the clock starts ticking and you go, you know, what? if I don't try something different now, when am I going to try something different? And what's the worst that can happen? Um, and as you know, Suki, we set up our business three months before a global pandemic. I mean, so not only did I jump out of corporate life into a startup, but I jumped into it three months before a global pandemic. Um, and you go, oh, my God, I don't think I've experienced anything so nerve-wracking, worrying, but so exciting and so visceral. Um, and also doing something that I love. So our business combines you know, the delivery, the performance, the, the commercial delivery of a business, which I've always loved and grown up with doing in my career. But what it brings in is something that I am so passionate about, which is the well-being of the people in that business and how they work. And so I actually feel really grateful um, that I am doing something that, A, I really believe in, um, but be a bit like you, Davina, in your business. I really think we can help people. I think we can help people live a better work life. Um, and I feel really ambitious about that. I've got a good 10 years of work life left in me. And I really want for those people who've got the same and longer um, to enjoy it more and, and have a better time. Yeah. Uh, yes, I absolutely get that. You know, Davina, I I'm really struck by the point that you make about wanting to be nice and good and easy to work with and you know how that impacts you and the career that you have but also i'm really aware that not many tv presenters famous people have made people have made that transition to being an entrepreneur and certainly not successful like you have and i wonder how you've managed to do that I mean, for starters, I, I had no idea that I was going to go down that avenue. And um, I mean, if you'd have said to me 20 years ago, I've been in telly for nearly 30 years, 30 years next year. If you'd have said to me 10 years ago, you're going to be or 20 years ago, you're going to be a fitness guru. I'd have literally laughed in their faces. It's it's so funny when, you know, we've uh, Suki, have you got kids? OK, so you'll know this, right? My, my kids are 19, 17, and 14. And my 19 and 17-year-olds are going out into the big wide world. And um, everybody, all kids nowadays are like, oh, I don't, you know, I've got to choose a path. I've got to get a... But actually what I've realized in life, with all of my friends who are my age, every single one 
you you might get on one path and then something will happen and it will lead you to somewhere else, but you have to be open to opportunity. If you are fixed on your path and you refuse to keep your eyes open. I mean, I didn't go to university. I worked in a restaurant. I knew I loved music, that I had to do something in the music field, in the music business. I was a failed singer. Um, I hadn't got a record deal. I'd made a demo tape with Eric Clapton. How do you not get a record deal if you've made a demo tape with Eric Clapton? He played guitar on my demo. I still didn't get a record deal. That's how bad I was. Um, Ultimately, I love music. I'm a big show off. Um, And MTV came along. And the first time I watched MTV Europe, I'm a waitress at that time. I watched MTV Europe on the telly and I thought, that's that's my spiritual home. Like, that's where I need to be. And I basically just went focused, laser focused on that. But in the meantime, I got a job at Models One uh, uh, as a model agent. I fell into it. I loved it. I was really good at it. Um, I was offered an opportunity to go and open an agency in New York and open the men's section at an agency in New York. I didn't take that route because I was very fixed on MTV Europe. But these are things, you know, I look at my kids and I say, always say to them, don't get stuck in thinking, I've got to know what I'm going to do. Just keep your mind open to all the opportunities that come your way because you two, Helen, I'm sure that you would never have thought of this business seven years ago. Uh, and yet suddenly the opportunity arose. You thought, yes, the time was right. Bang, off you go. And it, this is another thing about being 50, that opportunities come to you and you have all of this knowledge, this life, these life lessons that you've learned that everything that I do feels a lot more measured now and thought through and I have more of an understanding of life. I am less extreme. I think measured is a good word for it that it really helps me in everything that I do. I was so really high, really low, like, oh, my God, drama. Uh, Life was a drama. Babies, like, uh. Mm. Now it's just, okay, what do you do? One foot in front of the other. We know what to do. We're experienced. We're still young enough to bring lots of vitality and energy to something. It just feels like a really nice time to start a business or to do something, you know, innovative, I've kind of described this as my personal pandemic in a global pandemic. Um, so there we were going through a global pandemic, um, startup business. Um, and then in November last year, I had a bit of a personal bombshell. Um, I had had cancer 15 years ago, um, actually when I was pregnant with my youngest son. Um, but, you know, had amazing treatment, baffled it and was, was cancer free um, for just under 15 years. And then in November um, last year, I was diagnosed with advanced metastatic bone cancer, um, which hit me. You know, if we think people feel hit by the global pandemic, that hit me in my own personal world. Like you just never, you never expect that. Um, And I remember talking to you, Suki, and telling you, and I don't think it was what you quite expected me to, um, what expected me to say. But I think the really... The really interesting thing is, and, and look, you know, I, I wish it wasn't my story, um, but I can't change it. 
And the thing that I've learned, and I think this, I think this comes with age and experience, is that I'm fighting my cancer now in a very different way to how I was 15 years ago. And what I mean by that is I accepted it. Like I said, I wish it wasn't my story, but I can't change it. I can't change the fact that it's come back. But what I can do is make sure that I'm living my best life. So I am being super kind to myself. Um, I am surrounded and feel real gratitude for um, all of the amazing friends. I, I think literally within 24 hours of being diagnosed, I had a support group called Gorgeous Helen, which Davina is a part of. And I have all these amazing women who champion me and when I'm feeling and looking a bit rubbish build me up and do all of the practical things and then I have you as a business partner who understands cancer because you've experienced cancer several times in your life who has been a big support but I think it's really made me focus on doing things I love and if I didn't love this business I don't think I'd be working through my cancer I mean you know I'm 16 rounds of keep going um I've got eight more to go um, and a lot of people don't work. And I think for me, doing something that you love is really important the older you get. And the one thing I would say to people is don't wait till tomorrow. So whether my story inspires you or whether the pandemic inspires you, to Davina's point about being open, yeah, you've got to be open, but you've got to be brave. If you want to change something, not in a job that you enjoy, or if you're not working in a way that you enjoy, which is what we try and help people do, change it because only you can change it uh, and what's the worst that can happen so you know my oncologist thinks I'm crazy for continuing on working but I'm doing something I believe in and we want to touch a million people to really put well-being on the corporate agenda um, and that's driving me um, and I think that's making me feel better as well. Helen, it's extraordinary. Every week I you know, check in with you and I want to make sure that you're OK. And and I worry that you want to carry on working, but but you do. And I can see that it makes a massive difference to you and your own well-being and, and your sense of purpose. Davina, you've had an extraordinary childhood. Uh, you talked very openly about the relationship with your mother, uh, the addictions that you've had. I mean, I just wonder how have you managed to do it to get through it and and carry on and be successful mm. as you have. I think um, it's interesting. Uh, you know, obviously, I, I got divorced quite recently, well, four years ago in in uh, in October, and I, I, you know, whenever somebody goes through that, you, your primary thought is with your children, and are they going to be okay, and I have realized that everything that I am, and some of it's not good, but a lot of it is good, um, my warts and all, it comes from the challenges that I've faced. A bit like Helen was saying, in a way, challenges should be embraced, not run away from. And if anything, you know, and I, I, I you know, it'd be interesting to hear what you think about your, your kids and Helen and how they, you know, how you feel about them dealing with this challenge of what's happening to their mum. But, you know, I dealt with a very difficult alcoholic drug addict mother and in turn ended up a drug addict myself. But it's just made me a much stronger person and a person that um, doesn't take 
no as the end of the line, um, that just sees sort of no as a yes that hasn't happened yet or that doesn't, um, I just feel like, I think when you've been that low, you know, I thought when I got clean, um, I was a heroin addict. So that was, that was my drug of choice. I loved heroin more than my family, more than myself, more than I hated myself, but I loved heroin more than anything. I would have stolen. I would have, you know, I, I got myself into terrible mixes to try and get it or have it or get money to have it. I mean, a really horrible, horrible drug. But getting through that um, and going to, going to Narcotics Anonymous meetings, uh, which is how I got clean, has made me realize that if I can get through that, I can pretty much get through it. You can't, can't throw anything at me like, that I couldn't in some way get through. I, I think that's really interesting, Davina. You know, there's been a lot of talk over the last year about resilience and resilience in the workplace and how people have coped with COVID and their life, their work life being exploded and turned 360 within a within a nanosecond. And you asked me about my children. Um, you know, we we in our business at Let's Reset talk a lot about bringing your whole self to work. Um, and I've brought my whole self to my children. So I've protected them from a little bit, but they're 16 and 18. So, you know, they've seen me when I haven't been very well. They know what's happening to me. And look, of course, it's been, you know, devastating for our family. But they're seeing me working. They're seeing me do something that I love. They're seeing me not giving up. Um, they're seeing the mix of acceptance and resilience. And I think, you know, these are all things that are really important. You know, when they go into when they go into work and they're not far away from being the next working generation, they will bring that strength with them. Um, and you have to turn it into a positive. You have to. It's interesting, isn't it? Because, um, you know, as you said, I've had uh, cancer four times in 10 years. And Suki, wait, stop. Have you have. You, you've had yes. cancer four times. Good grief. Yes, I what did I mean, you we, have? Um, uh, so I had breast cancer, and then I had a series of melanomas, all that were genetic. So so actually, Helen and I started the business as I was going on to um, some some treatment for my melanomas. Um, oh, so I was on it for years. Like, oh, you know, that was a bit tricky, but it wasn't that bad. And um, it was immunotherapy. So we were kind of like getting ready to celebrate that I'd finished all my treatment when this happened to Helen. So we're like... This is so not what we planned. But to your point, I feel grateful every day. And I think it does enable you to do the things that you really, really want to do. Because, you know, for you, you reach rock bottom, Davina. Helen, you have chosen to fight. I, a number of years ago, thought, you know, I'm not going to die now. And now I've been given that privilege of being able to live the life that I want to. Um, and I hope immunotherapy has cured me which would be amazing but my children have grown through that as well and my daughter's a psychologist and I think partly why you know she she now treats and helps and supports people and I think it's from seeing the advice and Sam and Jazz both help people regularly that either have had a family or a close friend that's had a cancer diagnosis and, and you know they'll do that people upon to going oh uh, but also if your parents are starting up and starting a new business this is what happens to your life. This is how it happens to you. 
So, um, look, we've got uh, just a couple of minutes left. I literally want to carry on this conversation for so long. But, you know, we, we are all in the well-being space, in the, you know, performance, helping people. Davina, what's your one big tip to really help people live the best lives that they can live? Um, I would say there's a, there's a, a mental... Um, the, the things that have helped me mentally more than anything have been an attitude of gratitude. Um, I, I, I am grateful for mistakes. I'm grateful for failures. I'm grateful for tough things that happen in my life because all of those things bring me knowledge, learning, um, resilience. Um, so whenever something really terrible happens and it happens quite a lot in life, right? Life is a series of really happy moments and really sad moments. Like life is tough sometimes, right? For everyone. So, but when it does get really tough, I think, what can I learn from this? Like, what can I take from it? There must be something. So that's an attitude of gratitude where, you know, the Speakmans, I, I love the Speakmans. You guys should talk to the Speakmans. They're fabulous. And, um, they said uh, to teach you how to get a positive mindset, get out of that negative, like, it, you know, why does this always happen to me? Put a but luckily at the end of every sentence. Well, but luckily, blah, blah, blah. And you can retrain your brain to start thinking in a more positive way. Um, I'm sure if you name check them, you can use that, you guys. Um, yeah, and number, number two is uh, a self-acceptance. Um, I spent a lot of my childhood trying to be perfect. And I thought if I was perfect, my mum would love me. And uh, it, it, it was an impossible task. Number one, I can't be perfect. I'm half nun, I'm half wild child. And who, who <laughs> wants to be perfect? I don't want to be perfect, but I spent a long time trying to be. And I think that's why I took drugs, because it was just a relief from trying to be perfect and fill the hole, which a mother's love should have been in, you know. So... Self-acceptance that I am not perfect, that I am these two things, that I make a mental note of the things that I'm not proud of, the character traits that I don't like in myself, and I'm aware of them. So if I do do something that I, I don't think is like right or nice, or I will apologize straight away, I rectify it, um, and I'm aware of them. And when you're aware of them and you accept them, then you're you're less likely to act out on them in such a major way. So attitude yeah. of gratitude, yeah. self-acceptance, but my really big one, and I know this is going to sound stupid, but is, is exercise. And for me, for my mental health, and I, when I'm saying exercise, you don't have to do uh, a hit workout that's going to literally kill you. I'm talking about just get out and do a walk, just walk somewhere, 20 minutes every day, come rain or shine. And that to me now is, is an important part of uh, my exercise regime. Yes, Davina, you know, there are 1,440 minutes in the day. <laughs> so if you can just take, you know, 20, 40, 60 minutes of that time to exercise, it makes such a difference. Helen, what are your top tips for us? So my, my top two, I mean, like Davina, exercise, and Davina and I, funnily enough, were talking about this the other day. And, um, you know, I think... A lot of people know I've um, I've run every morning for the last thirty years. Um, I'm not allowed to run anymore. 
Um, but being outside for me every day is so important for my mental well-being and therefore getting out in the fresh air every day um, is definitely my top tip. It's something that I've done for 30 years and will continue doing. Um, but the other big thing for me is listening. Um, and I think it's underrated. Um, and for any of you who watched the brilliant Roman Kemp documentary a couple of weeks ago, um, and he talked about it was amazing. amazing. He, talked about, he talked about the two okay rule, and this is something we do in our business all the time, asking someone if they're okay. And often you don't stop to listen to the answer when actually that is the most important question that you can ask someone. And, you know, none of us know really what's going on in each other's lives, and particularly in a work environment. And I think the one great thing to come out of the pandemic is people are starting to talk about that a bit more openly. So for me, from a wellbeing point of view, it's ask genuinely and authentically if someone's okay, and then treat that answer as the most important part of the conversation and actually listen how they are. And if they go, I'm fine, ask them again, and you'll probably find out how they really are. So exercise outdoors um, and listening and asking if you're okay would be my top two tips. I think those are wonderful tips. And I've got to say, I um, I love being outside. I love surfing because I often live on the beach. Um, but, you know, Davina, I do, I do do your exercise classes. I try and copy your kind of, you know, wiggling. I love the fact that you can dance. I literally can't dance. So Daniel and some boxing is definitely my way to Daniel, boxing is so good because it's sort of dancey and boxing. It's perfect. Yeah, I can definitely <laughs> cope with that. Uh, look, what this has shown me is you two are so brave and the importance of bravery, of just doing things that you want to be able to do, to empowering people, to empowering yourself and making a difference, but also being kind to yourself and creating kinder cultures. And I think that brings me on to my third one, which is measure what you treasure. You know, and you can measure how fit you are, what exercise you do, just like you do, Davina, with your app. Or you can measure your own sense of mental and physical well-being and how that links to performance on our seven needs of well-being and performance. Um, but if you measure it, somehow you're going to be able to do it. Thank you both so much for today. It's been wonderful to talk to you. I feel so inspired by what you've said. You know, we're all 50 year old women doing what we really want to do, what we feel really passionate about. So thank you for sharing that with us today. Thanks, Davina. Thanks, Helen. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed Reset the Podcast, I'd love it if you would forward it to your work colleagues, friends and family. Reset the Podcast is a Let's Reset and Advertising Week global production. Executive producer is Richard Larson, with me, Suki Thompson. Thanks to our sponsor, Liars Non-Alcoholic Spirits and voiceover artist, Talitha Penny. Music provided by Audio Network.